Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another, uh, another edition, another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Millennium Lands campaign with a belated, uh, a late entry tonight, uh, uh, evening chaps, um, as we've uh, been having a few technical difficulties, mostly on my end, some human error, some uh, Windows updates, some uh, not human error, some technical issues, and then we had a power cut at uh, at Marshall's end, so it's all been going off behind the Rock scenes. Roll. Ro- this is how we do it. Roll on one, roll on two, and uh, finally, let's uh, jump in then um, with tonight's session. So before we start today, thank you guys for tuning in, first of all, and sticking with us despite our tardiness today. Um, uh, so first of all, uh, in terms of shameless plugs, shameless plugs. So, uh, we have one for sure guys jump in if you have any others, but, uh, first shameless plug we have today, um, is, uh, if you're on our discord, well, firstly, if you aren't on our discord, shame on you, go and join our discord. Um, there you'll see the, uh, the link to it, um, just appearing on the, uh, the little, um, uh, a little window on the uh, left of your screen should appear in a slide or two and that you can join that but one of the many things that we have on our discord server as well as a, an abundance of channels and uh, and chats and things uh, and memes as well as those all of these great stuff we also have our own custom emojis now some of them we've got as badges and stuff on on uh, discord for subscribers but we also have ones now exclusively on our discord as well just a bit of fun with myself and the guys here are the players. Like we kind of take some snapshots and make some emojis out of them. And we have a new addition, being that of uh, the man himself, of Bart Crisp, uh, Bart there, who uh, his one is the uh, is a is the clap Bart emoji, which is him clapping. It's like outstanding, or any other kind of applause you want to do. Why just do the emoji hands when you can have a whole Bart clapping for you, or at least the top half of a Bart clapping for you? Think about it. Anyway, another. So yeah, if you're on our Discord, please use that merrily, unabashedly, and to your heart's content. I'm not clapping that one. I'm definitely not clapping that. <laughs> you can cough, maybe just you know one cough on its own. Um, uh, yeah, and then secondly, uh, second thing. Shameless plug. This is a bit premature because it's not all uh, set in stone completely yet however uh at, keep a note in your diary for the end of september working date is the 30th of september that's a wednesday uh to be affirmed but i'll, I'll let you more about no, i'll let you in more about that when we get closer to the time but we're going to be having a very special one-off stream um obviously aside from our main campaign um, because that will be on the monday night but on wednesday uh myself uh am teaming up with uh with some uh, some D&D creators and uh, collaborators and the rest from the UK, from beyond. I think we've got quite a few Americans involved as well. We're all coming together to do a kind of uh, collaborative uh, one-shot game, uh, which I'll be a player in rather than the DM, so that should be nice. Um, but it's anyway, a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some some very interesting uh, uh, ideas with that, and also it's just a great way of just you know different people coming together because of their love of of the great game, as it were. Um, so yeah, thirtieth of September. I'll give you more details when we get closer to the time on that. But there's your teaser for you for that. Um, that aside, unless you guys have anything to add, I think we are ready to jump in with tonight's session. Yeah, 
Everyone good? Everyone ready? Yep, we're good. All right, let's go. So let's kick off then with tonight's edition here on Slice and Dice. We are back. So, guys, uh, last time here in the Many Lands campaign, uh, so you guys, um, after having a night's sleep uh, following your investigation and happening upon, it seems that some kind of uh, 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 some kind of uh, abduction has been taking place in Hilburg uh, over the last few days. Uh, various small folk have gone missing. Um, which seems very strange, but you have deduced that the only thing that links the people that are missing so far is that they are diminutive, they're small or you know, child-sized, uh, and they are potentially linked with the uh, with the Moonrunners, the uh, clandestine group of uh, thieves and smugglers that uh, have a base of operations outside of Hilburg. Um, now you uh, you talk to you actually managed to catch. Um, you managed to catch a cat, which is uh, in, in of itself an achievement. But this was no ordinary cat. This uh, cat was, in fact, uh, a member of the Moonrunners, it seems, in disguise, who says their name is Cat. Actually, on that subject, should have mentioned that today, fun fact, is uh, hashtag uh, Black Cat Appreciation Day. Uh, and will the black cat that you caught be good luck for you guys? I guess we'll find out. Just had to throw that in there because obvious, obvious synergy there. Anyway. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you woke up in the morning in your new uh, in your new abode, and you uh, Malar was first to awaken, hearing a knocking at the door. As it uh, turned out, it was the new housekeeper who you have yet to meet, but had left you guys a humble bundle, if you will, um, in the uh, in your uh, kitchen <laughs> the day before. Sorry, <laughs> Just too, there's too many puns. I can't can't deal. Um, now, Malar being uh, based on your adventures so far and facts of people not being who they appear to be was immediately uh, suspicious of this elderly lady and because he rolled a natural one on his insight was very suspicious of this old lady. 
Um, uh, and uh, the rest it took the rest of you calming him down to make him see that actually no this is just genuinely the housekeeper she brought documentation and proof of her person um, as well as just uh, uh, making breakfast for all of you um, you then were joined later on by uh, Fleeting from upstairs and Neris from across the town came and joined you as well after you guys coming together you then decided to, on your course of action for the day because you were due to meet with the Moonrunners in the evening uh, and in preparation for that you wanted to do some research into various things so Malar went to hit the books in the uh, in the temple uh, researching into manticores as his sending spell to one of the abductees uh, said something about manticores playing tricks on him so feeling that manticores were involved and wanted to know more about them so you did a bit of research into that most of the finding sort of stuff based in myth uh, rather than concrete evidence of them being in and around uh, Burekrin so it seems strange that they're here. Brucon went and uh, investigated and hit the books himself uh, in the council chambers, looking into um, into uh, giants, eagles, and the like, and where they would nest. And uh, was actually you found quite a lot of information on that. And uh, one thing that piqued Brucon's interest was, aside from the uh, giants, eagles, and giant birds, he found a a uh, beaten tome. Uh, speculating about the existence of bird people somewhere in the mountains who form a sort of mona- uh, monastic cloister of sorts, you know, a, a monastic clan somewhere in the mountains, which, you know, again, so, hmm, that's uh, obvious, uh, has some obvious um, uh, interests to our dwarven monk. Uh, so, uh, you... Uh, and apparently the place they were based is called the Eyrie, though the location of that is unknown. There was a crudely drawn map in the book, however, and so, you know, you could possibly use that uh, to help in your research if you know a good cartographer. And it just so happens that you do, uh, as they are part of your group. Um, so you've so Brucon kept the book for now, although he does have to return it eventually because they don't really loan books out of the councillor chambers. Um but uh, you got to, you two then sort of exchanged notes. Meanwhile, Seth and Leobrin went to Bits and Pieces, uh, the uh, clothing shop and general goods store, where Belle Quigley, um, the gnome whose brother uh, Bantam had been uh, abducted by uh, these uh, giant eagles, supposedly, um, that uh, the evening before, uh, was. And you were going to talk to her ahead of the meeting with the Moonrunners. You also wanted to see if you could get her help in uh, sort of uh, using maybe using her as bait perhaps uh, to lure out these things or uh, in otherwise just have her cooperate with you in trying to figure out and uh, potentially thwart any more abductions so uh, you uh, you went to her you went and talked to her she was pretty re- uh, receptive to your uh, to your demands it was very cooperative um, and you also learned a bit more while you were there that uh, the tree in the centre of this building is not in fact a tree because Leobrin's Detect Magic revealed that this was a magical tree. Uh, and in fact, uh, you, you ascertained due to the uh, type of magic that was being exuded from it and from questioning Bell uh, with this evidence that in fact uh, this uh this was not in fact a tree but a staff that turns itself into a tree that can be turned into a tree and that they use that magical staff to hang their wares it's a very practical use of that skill obviously 
So um, with with Bell on board and with Brucon and Mala with their um, new information, you uh, go to meet together in the marketplace. Seth also bumps into um, uh, Grunt, the bouncer from uh, uh, from Flaming Jacks, which is now obviously burned to the ground, having as he has only just arrived back from his uh, courier mission for Seth, uh, delivering supplies, uh, basilisk parts to Kalas, uh, so he's just arrived back and let you know what's going on and Seth also let him know that Flaming Jacks has burned down so now he's looking for more work but as you guys have gathered together Leobrin um, you may cast your bi- mind back to uh, the uh, previous evening because when you were using Detect Magic uh, on the cats you also noticed um, something that you weren't expecting first of all that Seth was using magic uh, and secondly uh, secondly, that the, the magical um, <clears throat> uh, medallion which you'd always seen before was in his pockets and you were very much aware that this won't leave his person even when he's tried to get rid of it or Malar's tried to get rid of it it's then come back to him but you did also notice that now it's no longer in his pocket but in fact hanging from his neck uh, underneath his scarf so none of the others could see it but due to your magicalness and your detect magic skills you could see that plain as day <clears throat> which does leave an open question. Leobrin, though, has so far at least been uh, uh, been subtle and has not, as far as I'm aware, unless, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Marshall, but I don't think Leobrin's mentioned it to anyone yet. We've been busy. Yeah, you know, there's, there's stuff going on, of yeah. course. Um, and speaking of busy and distracting things, obviously Fleeting Look, um, who um, it's another of your party who's now meeting with you as well, with, uh, with Neris, um, Equally has come back with something new. A giant capybara, to be exact. Uh, a, a giant capybara with horns, uh, which is his new steed, which has taken you all a bit by surprise. But, you know. But anyway, um, there's a few questions surrounding Fleeting and Seth. Why weren't they at uh, the funeral of Aunt Argentia only the previous night? Why were they late coming to that? Um, and obviously with uh, this knowledge now where did he get that steed from why is uh, why is Seth's medallion up there how is he casting spells all these are questions that uh, well may be answered so t- uh, we're going to turn the clocks back a couple of days three days actually to be precise to back when um, Seth you are uh, looking to You've got some downtime after everything that's happened with uh, with Damon and uh, Flaming Jacks and the rest of it, and yeah, you've got you've got a couple of days to kill ahead of the uh, ahead of the funeral. What is it that you wanted to do? Cool, I'm skipping town. Alrighty then. <laughs> skipping town with horsey, presumably. With horses, I think they left the church after they just told us that they can't restore the statue. And that was the last party saw me before we just went to leave. That's right. And obviously Fleeting Look accompanied you because as your best friend, you uh, you don't need to cast a spell on him because clearly, you know, you have a spell on him, over him already. Uh, and he just follows you wherever you go, pretty much. So, uh, and in fact, as you... I'm sort of like... I'm just going to say fleeting stay stay fleeting you don't need to come but 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 with but I do Uh, you you don't even have a horse I'm going horse 
I'm going that way. Uh, too long to buy your horse. No, I, I I can get a horse. Well, I'm I'm going to be leaving pretty one. soon. Okay, I can find one. Okay. You do oh. that. I'll. Are you not coming with me? Uh, sure. Let's go find your horse. I mean, I don't think we'll find one here. We'll have to go outside. Sure, why not? Okay. So, uh, he continues in exactly the same direction you were heading towards the main gate. Um, heads, out, heads out the gates. Um, as you go out there, um, you see... Um, you see a uh, a single figure um, pulling a uh, a little caravan behind him, uh, and he stops at seeing you. This figure, uh, clearly in these uh, in these burlap robes, um, but on top of that, a lot more recognisable is um, some chainmail armour that looks far too big for this individual. It looks like, in fact, um, this wasn't made for him at all. And if, and then if that wasn't enough, you hear the voice, the recognisable voice of the elderly man, Phil the Trader. Oh, hello there! Have hello. you come to buy some potions? Yes. Phil, right? That's right. Don't wear it out, Phil the Trader. Oh, Phil, sorry. Thought you were Bill. No, Phil's my brother. I haven't seen him for three years. Good to see you. Uh, In your web, that's a mining pick. Oh, yes, we have. I have a mining pick myself. Yes, I can sell you that, sir. No problem at all. Yes, I'll take that. Perfect. How much? Oh, for that, sir, it's one gold piece. You sell potions as well, don't you? I sell mostly potions by trade. I've had potions for... hmm? Can you tell me what... Let me guess, Freya. Hmm? No, we've been selling potions for generations. Can you tell me what this potion is? And I'm going to take out the potion I stole from some guy about two weeks ago. Uh, this was the potion that you stole from the halfling who we've now found in present day is one of the people who has been abducted and was talking about manticores, yeah. uh, Hugo. And yes, he stole a potion a from him. And I stole from him, so I don't care if he comes back. But so uh, rather than uh, rather than, than play play this all out as amusing as this will be because i know we've talked about this already um you present him the potion phil at first being being a wily mercantile type tries to fool you that this is a potion of wind um but uh, after after your good nature uh, as you uh, offer him a lot of money for the um uh, he offers you a lot of money for the potion, but and you, you know, you in good faith, you know, saying about about your good relationship, working relationship, and the rest of it. He does cave uh, and reveals that in fact what you have is a potion of flying, and he couldn't, in good conscience, take it from you under this misapprehension. Uh, so uh, yeah, he reveals that you have a potion of uh, flying, and he gives you the pickaxe gratis because he feels bad about everything that happened. 
he was he was about to steal it if I didn't roll well on an insight check. Exactly, yeah. Liar. <laughs> You'd also did a persuasion check as well, and he was like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll tell you everything. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, in addition, though, um, at the end of that exchange, he offers you his prized possession. My prized possession, the potion of hill giant strength for 50 gold pieces. Uh, I'll take it. Well, that's... I wasn't expecting that, sir. I'll have to find another cherry piece for my stall. Looks like I've got to do the mine. Haggling is for people who are not good at stealing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I've already stolen the health potion from this guy in the past. I owe him one. Well, I'll have to go and get more wares, sirs. Uh, I haven't got uh, a regular supplier of potions, as they're... uh, they don't really go off, so I don't need to get them that often. But uh, I'll have a look around and see what other bargains I can find. I'll see well, you soon thank enough. Thank and you he, for letting uh, me know what my potion was. No problem. <laughs> this guy is secretly the BBEG. The Phil the Trader is the, is the bad guy all along. Could, could happen could happen anyway he uh, bids you good day and heads on into the town meanwhile while you this exchange has been going on fleeting look has gone uh into the sort of um the grasslands um to your um to your right sort of to the to the west um just near to where the farm is actually um and he starts casting a spell uh you didn't realize this was happening as you're having the conversation anyway you see the end the end product as uh, out of the trees the tree line of, of half-light forest emerges uh, what can only be described as a, a giant um guinea pig with antlers uh, this is of course the giant capybara and he points at it uh, to you um it's 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 uh, a medium creature but it's uh, in the same way as a mule. It's got um, it can carry. Uh, it has the carrying capacity of a large creature, so it can function as a steed. Um, <laughs> for a fleeting look, it's also on his character sheet now. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he points to it, uh, uh, seeing you looking at it. I found a horse. I left you alone for five minutes, and you bring back a mutated donkey. No, no, no! It's a capybara. They're uh, from home. Where? I... I I'm not going to question it. Uh, I think you, it's best. It, yeah. Okay, so... You're you're coming? Yep. I'll go okay. anywhere with you, Let's... best friend. And he points to the hat that he's wearing, the tricorn hat with the oh. uh, horns... Uh, with the holes cut out for his horns. Fine. You and me, we're, we're going. Where are we going? you got to promise not to tell the others. Okay. Promise on being best friends that you won't tell the others. Make a, make a persuasion check, but with advantage. So I just always have advantage against pleasing. I mean, you know... <laughs> pretty much <laughs> fantastic rolled uh, an 8 and a 10 so persuasion 16 16 I mean he after a moment puts out his puts out his hand and and clasps yours yes 
I promise. But it's fleeting look. He's very hard Good. to read. Because a promise broken between best friends means they can never be best friends again. Okay. Oh my god, I can't read you more than I can read Dan. <laughs> yes! Okay, that, 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 okay that's good. Um, yes. Right, we're going to Flaming Jacks. We're going to the underground cellar there. Okay. I'm going to go talk to the voice that we met the first time. Oh, that's the one you talk to, isn't it? With the... Yep, that's the one. Right. Okay. Let's, so, let's go. And just nods. We're going to travel by day to get there as fast as we can. Probably a good idea. Um, so the voice has been talking to you um, over the over the last few days, as you know. Um, <clears throat> we had other things going on, but he was there in the background, the voice, teasing you. Yep. He'd been... And uh, actually, as you start on the road, he- heading in the direction of Flaming Jacks, he his voice comes into your head again, or their voice comes into your head again. Yes, Seth. Good. I shall see you soon. Don't forget what I promised you. And you start going a little bit faster. Better make it here before dark. For your friend's sake. Are we on track to make it there before dark? You are, yes, yeah. Um, I mean, you Sorry. can, you can, you can get there quicker if you know you really pedal to the metal. Uh, unfortunately, um, although you're riding a horse, which is you know, relatively quick, um, the capybara is not as fast. Um, it still moves. It still moves about forty feet per round, but um, but you know, it's it's not as fast as the horse. So you have to wait for fleeting a little bit. He can magically summon a horse and he chooses a guinea pig. Yep. <laughs> anyway, several hours passed by. This is because you, you left in the um, you left, yeah, relatively early um, that day. And uh, uh, going along the going along the road on the way there, you pass a few traders. Um, there's nothing particularly uh, out of the ordinary here, but the, you do hear whispers amongst the people that do go past, sort of noting about this uh, flaming ruin, this smoking ruin that was that was once the pub there. Clearly, word has gone around about that. I mean, you know, it's quite obvious when you go past, the whole place is burned down. Ooh, how dramatic! Um, but other than that, you don't spot any anything out of the ordinary. No giant eagles flying around or uh, or anything like that. And you arrive at uh, the ruins of Flaming Jacks. Now, Fleeting found the cellar before, um, after, after the you know amongst the wreckage with Callie Shallows, so he can find it again relatively, relatively straightforward to find it. Um, and he kind of opens the door and says, "This way." Yep, we're going all the way in. Okay. After you. Yep. So I'm going to go in. So there's a big cavern when we go through the tunnel, isn't it? And then it's mm. the secret passage on the right. That led to the statue in the secret room. Yes, yes, well remembered. Um, so, where is it you're trying to get to? Sorry, uh, going to the towards the statue. The fish I don't think we have a, I, 
yeah, I don't think we ever like closed the passageways and such like that. Yeah, that's right. You didn't. Um, you, there's all the barrels and stuff that are blocking it, but you know, with fleeting yeah. alongside with you and his current strength, you can move all that stuff aside pretty quickly. Uh, and yeah, you can get back into it. Now, I was going to make you roll a history check to see if you can remember your way around, but uh, well, you got there. You've, you've just recited back to me where you're going, so <laughs> fine. You know, you know where you're going. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, so yeah, you um, head inside. And down towards uh, the fish-eyed statue, it immediately makes you feel a bit uncomfortable um, when you see it. Uh, it seems to stare at you with these cold, bulbous, unblinking eyes of this statue. You swear, though, every time you move that it follows you. It's kind of like one of those uh, um, po- pictures that you see that it looks like it's, they're looking at I'm you. I'm glad it's an unblinking statue. If it starts blinking, I will be more, dis- more concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's probably that's probably wise. So, as you uh, get close to this statue and regard it, you hear this voice, very slightly different to the one, um, to the voice that you normally hear, saying, um, "says mix the blood, take the power, mix the blood." And this, uh, you notice this, uh, this fish, fish-eyed humanoid, this sorry, fish-like humanoid, in these priestly robes, um, is holding, has its uh, hands outstretched, with a little bowl, and uh, purplish liquid inside that bowl. It was saying, "Mix the blood," wasn't it? Yeah, mix the blood, take the power. I'm going to start to walk towards it, going, "Hello, other voice." <laughs> you hear and the original I'm gonna, voice. I'm, I'm, oh, good. I was about to turn around and say, pleading, not you. <laughs> good point. You hear the original voice uh, pipe in. <laughs> Don't be fooled, Seth. This, uh, this is not. That that is not for you. That is for the unwilling followers. If you wish to be my champion, to covet, to get the power you've always craved, then you need to come to the altar where you saved your friend before. And being your champion, what does that mean? It means a power which you cannot possibly fathom at this point. It means, it means that uh, I will give you strength that you have always coveted but never possessed. It means that you will be able to do the things and be the person that you've always wanted to be, that have been shackled to this point by your mortal frame. I may call in a favor from time to time, but every bargain has its price, does it not? You said about unwilling followers in the past. Mm. No one gives without wanting. Followers, what you want is... What what do you want here? What do I want with you, you mean? 
I see a potential in you, Seth. I see what needs to be carried out in this world needs to be done by someone of this world. I, however, am not. But that does not mean I don't have influence here. I wish you to be my eyes and ears and for you to carry an aspect of my power so that you may do what you must. But I feel our goals are in some ways aligned. I'm going to stop wagging your finger. I'm going to start to head towards the altar. And remember to sweeten the pot because you don't know me from anyone else that talks in your head. I did promise that uh, I did promise a curse would be lifted. And I know that you carry a curse yourself. So does your friend. And I will cure both of those. I will take them from you. I'll keep heading to the altar then. Okay. So uh, you head down. I'll, I'll make sure Fleeting's coming with. Fleeting is, you know, he, he's he he's kind of used to you talking to yourself at this point. So he just kind of nods and, and comes along with you. Um, so you head down the flooded tunnel. You remember from before. You remember you fought um, yeah. some oozes hit, hit <clears throat> and some skeletons. Mm-hmm. And it's also where you found the Ring of Alertness, which you've been plagued with ever since uh, that every time you get attacked it goes danger alert danger ah the ring of annoying that one exactly anyway you arrive at the altar and here you remember it from before there's some dried blood it's kind of obsidian black and you remember the you remember what happened here all that time ago the rush after the dark mantles um, to save Neris, and you had to call on the voice to to aid you and uh, to carry out this ritual. It instructed you then, and it may well instruct you now. Do you remember uh, yeah, the ahead. four things that you had to contribute for the ritual? Uh, it was uh, we took a dark mantle, we put it on Neris's head. We Rukon stabbed himself, which may not have been necessary, and Leo put a spell. Uh, used used the spell. Yep, that's right. I have no idea if the if the sacrifice of Rukon stabbing himself was necessary, so I'm going to hold off on doing that because it's not something normal people do immediately for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, but apart from anything point. else, Brucon's nowhere near, so you'd have to go back and get him to recreate it. That's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole I thing. Didn't, I didn't use a spell. I just touched Neris. Well, I, d- I didn't even touch Neris. I touched the uh, the altar. Yeah, squishy thing. Yes. You're right. Yes. No, the no, um, the dark mantle. Sorry, dark yes. mantle on on Neris's face. Leo was like, "Okay, wait." So I'm going to go to the altar. Mm-hmm. What do you need me to do? Well, Seth, I'm sure you'll be relieved that uh, this isn't uh, like a life-or-death ritual. The components are slightly different. But I still need some material. I require the item. The ring? Yes. 
and put the ring on the altar. And the other item, the one that you have not been able to rid yourself of yet. The medallion? Put the medallion. Put it down, and it doesn't transport back to your person. It sits there on the altar. Now, if I am to take the curse from your friend, I need him as well. It's going to turn to fleeting. Fleeting. Come to the altar. But I am I am at the altar. He stands next yeah, to yeah, it, but not touching it. Sorry, Put what? your hand on the altar. He pulls out his uh, his uh, fair storm, the warhammer, and touches the altar with it. I did Put this last your time. Hand on the altar. Okay, only because you're my best friend. Puts his hand on the altar. <clears throat> yes, a most ancient curse. I'll be sure to take this off your hands. And Seth, if you are to be my champion, I need you to trust me. I need you to lie on the altar. Can I insight check a voice? Yes, I'm <laughs> laughing away there. Brilliant. You can insight check the voice, sure. Cool, so with my plus zero, 20. 20. 20, natural fair enough. 20. I oh. have the plus zero. Okay, a natural 20, but 20 exactly. He hasn't led you wrong so far. The voice, it seems, has been above board and straight up with you. But, obviously, you are aware of its power and what it did to Malar before when he tried to take the medallion from you. So, yes, that may cause some pause for you. This is a... This is not a being you want to trifle with, whatever this is. But he seems honest, at least. But it has the power to make Malar disappear. This could be a power I want. I'm going to put. I'm going to lie down on the altar. <laughs> Leo, Brittle, and Marshall's reaction there as well. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you lie on the altar. As you do, you see the uh, a spark. An energy you hear, you hear like an engine starting from the altar. Sparks fly up Fleeting's arm, covering his entire body. He's suddenly illuminated, uh, completely in a, a kind of a white-ish glow. His eyes, um, normally yellow, but they're now burning like like torches, looking at you. And you hear you hear him say, "Seth, what what's happening?" Keep just hold the altar, pleasing. Don't move. Probably. Seth, can you make a wisdom saving throw? Ah, wisdom save. My best one. Twelve with a plus zero. Okay, 12. All right, suddenly your uh, all your muscles go rigid. You're completely paralyzed at this point. 
and you can after saying that after saying fleeting just keep your hand on the altar suddenly you can't speak anymore you see the medallion rise up and you see appearing from it strands that suddenly grow and turns and completes into a necklace this also seems to have a glow but that glow soon is sort of it's soon i guess smote and then it's uh seems to be cast in shadow despite the light the beacon of light that uh, fleeting is now this medallion is just permanently in darkness and shadow and it moves closer to you the necklace pops over your head and the medallion rests on your chest the ring also floats up and then suddenly a snap the sparks stop the ring disappears the ring is gone you are no longer cursed by the ring but the ring is has been taken it is gone from this world everything goes quiet for a moment and then fle- and then fleeting disappears from you the cavern disappears from you everything disappears everything disappears from you Seth no he hasn't gone you however are now again rigid not being able to move but now you're underwater very very deep underwater even with your you can swim and you can breathe underwater so you're not drowning but due to being paralyzed you can't move currently but you are aware that you are far far below the surface and you can see one being moving in the water away from you in the the murkiness of the depths it draws closer please be hot please be hot it is a very very large it is it's a humongous entity mermaid <laughs> there are various tendrils coming off of it no, no. What you're seeing is beyond your comprehension. Just looking at this, it doesn't look it doesn't look possible. You need to make a charisma saving throw. Did you mispronounce dexterity? Nope. <laughs> you're paralyzed, you know. It wouldn't work. Uh, charisma plus three, seventeen. Seventeen. Unfortunately, that's not enough. Close, but not quite. Damn. Okay. <clears throat> this creature doesn't seem to have any eyes, but it seems to speak, uh, or a mouth, but it seems to speak to you doesn't seem to have a face but you hear the voice again now you have seen me now you may begin to understand my power and the power you could possess Seth and with a snap you're back on the altar the the paralysis is there paralysis is worn off you can you feel a tingling sensation in your hands and feet. You can move again. But uh, you have short-term madness. So 
for the next hour, you are in a fit of... Um, you're just striking wildly at anything near you. Fleeting has to physically restrain you. Um, do you want to make an athletics check? Sure. Uh, athletics 19 okay well i rolled 19 and uh fleeting i'm sure has it has a plus as a plus one to his strength so uh, even if he's not proficient he restrains you at this point the part part of it you start yeah wailing on him as much as you can but he's f- holding you in place until that passes an hour later you suffer a point of exhaustion but the effect wears off uh and you notice the medallion around your neck Cool, that was a great hour. I wouldn't uh, say great. Personally. Are you okay, Fleeting? Why did you hit me? I don't know. Um, it was odd. You're okay. Do you still feel wolfish? Uh... I mean, I didn't ever feel um, wolfish, but uh, okay. We'll test it in a I bit. Feel we'll a bit go weak. outside and see if I need. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm gonna pick, hold them, look at the medallion. I'm just gonna go uh, voice. Yes. Yes, Seth. What is your name? I go by many names, Seth. Can I have what would you like one to call them? me? What would you like to call me, Seth? I'm not the best at naming stuff. Daddy. My sword is called... <laughs> My sword is called... <laughs> My sword is called Stabby, my horse is called Horsey. I'm not the best at naming stuff. I see. (laughs) Then, for now, shall we... You can call me The Voice. You could call me Chechika Bardila, if you'd like. Wait, what was that second one? Chechika Bagala. Yes. It is an ancient Chiki name. Bogla. Gotcha. Chechika Bagala. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Nope. Never. I'd never make up names. You can call me Al. <laughs> call me Al. Oh no, he's not one of the gods. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He is a different entity entirely. Okay. <clears throat> Chichikabagla. You said you don't have a place in this world. This te- old temple was—is it important? I had to come here for the ritual. Did you? Do you need this place? Are there other places? There are others. There can be more. It needs to have a certain resonance with me. 
Are you hoping to be in? I, are you hoping to to speak to me more, Seth? Or are you thinking you may need to visit me more often? I know that gods that give people powers seem to like them having a place of worship. I know all of Malar's gods have very uh, large temples in all the cities. All the cults seem to meet up. The new cult in Hilberg has their own meeting places. Mm. There is a pub. I give them a point for creativity. It is very amusing, isn't it? The vanity of the gods. You know, the dragons of old... They longed to be worshipped. To them, worship was power. Not to me, though. For true power does not need to be acknowledged by someone else. You feel it in the earth, in the air, in the sky. So you don't need me to get your followers? No. I mean... Yeah. They have their uses, Seth. If you require followers, I won't stop you. I could even help you. Ooh. Yes. But if Uh, you see yourself as a god, Seth, make no mistake. Your power comes from me. And the ritual we just did, what power is that? The medallion you carry. I poke fleeting and I try and cast Cure Wounds. (laughs) You can't cast that spell. (laughs) Nothing happens. (laughs) He just... I don't know. Fleeting look just kind of grabs your hand and says, No, no, thank you, Seth. (laughs) Um, It will become clear in time, Seth. Take some time. Expand your power, and when the time is right, when you have acquired enough power, I will gift you more. The medallion bears many powers, and you will unlock them in your journey. For there is much you need to do, but there are a couple of things to get you started. Try reading his thoughts. I'm going to try and read fleeting thoughts. So you cast t- detect thoughts using the uh, medallion. It's a new, D- new thing you have. Diving in the deep end there. Yeah, I know. It's sort of like, do I just want to hear like a monkey with a little symbol just sitting there clapping? And that's um, the that's the optimistic scenario, if anything. <laughs> I wonder what Seth's doing now. You hear? You hear? Uh, yes. <laughs> he touched me. <laughs> you you hear? I held his hand. It was good. You, the first thought you hear from Fleeting Look, who um, at this point, he has still got his hand on your chest, copying what you've done to him with Cure Wounds. All you hear is him in his head is, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I just... I turn it off immediately. <laughs> Too much power. <laughs> It is a blessing and a curse, Seth. But there is more that you can do with this. You could speak to him with your mind if you want. Excellent. I will thank you for the gift. 
Use it wisely, Seth. I will Before be we go, on. yes, I just have two questions. Two. The 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 rats that used to serve the um, your last follower. Yes. The, his familiar. Does yes. he hold any ties to you? Because I don't like him, and I'm half going to kill him. Just want to check that's not going to piss you off. Oh no. That rat was the creation of its master. The Rat King, as he called himself. He has no title. All I needed to know. Perfect. That's very, very good to know. You will kill many rats in your time, Seth, just as you have killed many hounds in your time. And more still come. I'd see these things, Seth. I hear them. And I will continue to watch your progress. The second question. The the girl that died here before. You brought her back. Other people have been looking for her. Trying to take the power from her. Do you know anything about any anything that was in her? Her blood seems to have some connection. Make a persuasion check, Seth. Can I use my inspiration? Of course you can use your inspiration. Good call, by the way. Cool. Persuasion. That is 22. 22. Oh, that is pretty persuasive. To your new patron. Um... I know much of what they seek, Seth. You see, did you ever wonder where your friend got her powers? Her sorcery? You said she was born with it. Yes. She was born in Kothar. The domain of Ushtag the Deceiver, the so-called greatest of the dragons of old, the Red Dragon. Her blood carries some of Ushtag's magic. That is where she gets her power, and that is what those acolytes, shall we say, crave. And those acolytes, any issue of us exterminating them. You know, your view to other gods. Quite the opposite, Seth. They're in my way. So you have zero problem of us exterminating them. None Especially at all. since they're the ones that came here and destroyed the building above your ground. Yes. Unfortunate, but not the worst thing that could happen. (laughs) I uh, think there will be a good test of your powers, so by all means, vanquish them. Prove you are more powerful than they. Prove your might and that my faith was well placed in you, Seth, and I shall give you even more gifts. Hello, Family Fantasy RPG. Thanks for tuning in. To not be... uh greedy of the gift may I ask for one more 
another gift. To show other people your power. He cured fleeting of his werewolf curse. There are others with the curse. The hmm. gods in that city are too weak to cure them. Hmm. If I could show them your power and cure them with your power, they would see your strength above the eight. What are you proposing? I had to bring Fleeting here to yes. cure to cure him. And you're as you said, you're you need a champion in this world to spread your sight, your power across this land. So let me start that journey. Let me take something of your power to go cure these people of their curse and let your word spread. I believe I have given you plenty of gifts today. That being said, perhaps this is something I can gift you going forward. But I feel at this point in our relationship that I have given you quite enough. Now it is time for you to show my faith is well placed. But in time, once you have proved yourself, I will indeed reconsider your proposal. I'll bring you some of those uh, acolytes from the those who have defiled your ground and to show you our commitment. But dispatching them is all you is all that is required, Seth. I will Seth. see and I will hear. I will watch your progress. You can bring them here if you would like. Perhaps I could have use for them, but... I will give you the tools to vanquish foes, a weapon unlike any other. But you must prove to me first before I give it to you. Prove that you are capable even without it. Then I'll be on my way. Excellent. Welcome, Seth. I hope this is a long and, and profitable relationship. And with that, I'm going to turn to Pleasing and say, did you hear any of the other side of the conversation? Yes. Not my side, the other side. Yep. You could hear the voice. Yep. Can you hear a voice in your head now? Yep. Okay, it's not the same voice. No, never mind. I don't know why I tried. Okay. That's just the normal voice in your head, we think. Yeah. You're just probably giving it a different accent. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, speaking, let's go. I mean, it might be Keith. He sometimes talks to me. Wait, you talk to the gods? I think so. I mean, I did once Tell in the Mala. forest. Tell yeah, Mala I did. immediately when we see him. Okay. Tell Mala every time the gods where, talk to you. Where are he'll, we going? He'll love it. Where are we going now? 
just before we head back to town, we, we're going to go see if we can uh, get a few gifts from that mine that we went through before. Oh, yes. I remember. Yes. Is it night time now? I mean, you're, you're in a cavern, so you don't really know. But the hour uh, has been growing late. Cool. Uh, let's leave, and I'm going to let Fleeting leave first, and I'm going to have my silver rapier drawn behind him. Just, he's still a werewolf. Ah, okay. So um, the door opens. Um, so he opens the, the cellar door out into the, the moonlight, because it is night. He doesn't change, but he seems normal, as normal as Fleeting would be. I am going to put my silver rapier away before he realizes I had it out and pointed at his back. Uh, good points. Okay, well, in fairness, um, I rolled a 19 on his perception, but I know that... Anyway, so so he does notice you putting it away and he just, lo- and he just looks from the Look, rapier to I your eyes. Can I do a sleight of hand check? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, go for it. But he definitely heard the... No, something's cool. going on. But slide of hand is plus eight, so Ooh. that is 25. All right, so he senses a movement behind him, turns around and sees you just not moving and just kind of nods, wind. Let's, let's go to the mine. Okay. Maybe we should sleep first. It's a bit late. Is the cellar secure to sleep in? Yeah, relatively. For a destroyed building. Yeah. Still intact. We'll sleep there. We'll sleep there for the night, and then we head to the mine in the morning. All right. So you sleep there in the morning. You head on over to the uh, the cave where uh, where you guys fought the basilisk. Takes you uh, takes you many hours uh, travel, but you've got horses, so that that. That, well, a horse and a capybara, so that makes you a little bit quicker. So it doesn't. So it only takes maybe five hours. Um, meantime, back in uh, Hilberg, uh, Malar, you've been doing some research, uh, and you have happened upon uh, about these uh, bone daggers. That uh, uh, it is rumored that there are um, daggers possessed by each of the great houses in. Um, uh, in the crow flies you now um, yeah and with that information you uh, believe you wanted to do something with that <clears throat> I've got to um, I've got to get the right uh, I've got to get the book hang on uh, put on the sure I, I wrote it down caught you off guard actually I think it's in the discord as well uh, this is to um, the guy that we all, we all know, right? Yeah. To uh, to who? Sorry, my the 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 guy that we all know, the guy that we have met. Yeah. Oh, Helen Cragmere. I was gonna build up to it, but fine. Okay, yes, it is. To I'm Howland, sorry. Yeah? I thought you. Were, sorry, I thought it was a genuine question. I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> sorry. Oh, <clears throat> oh no. Uh, Mara will uh, burn his to send a message. Uh, oh, uh, Dragonbone Blades of 
crow flies. Red mages have interest. Spread the word across houses. Be wary. Be safe. Deacon Maloshi. And that was sent to Alan Cragmere of um, Vassal to House Brom. That's it. That's it. And uh, after a moment or so, you hear a voice come back. Red mages, you say? Haven't heard of dragon bone blades? We'll inform Lord Gant. We moor outside Grenforth tomorrow. My thanks, Deacon Shade Creek. Oh, oh, Midge, come back to <laughs> First person sending to who's responded correctly. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe it's not his first rodeo. Who knows? But yeah, so you get from that, he's gonna, he'll inform Lord Gant. They're on the way back to, uh, at the moment at sea. All right. Flicking back to uh, Seth and Fleeting. So you get to the you get to the cave. Uh, uh, can you make a history check for me, Seth? Uh, can I say where the diamond part is of the mine without making a history check? Uh, yeah, go on then. Yeah, you can forego so it if you, if, you, if you know exactly where it is. If you go in, it's, it's on the right after about 25 feet when you walk in. There's a cavern to the right which leads in uh, yep. it was also the same one that had some mushrooms down the end which attacked which Neris burned yes mm-hmm. yes perfect perfect alright yeah no history check required yep you know exactly where the ore deposit is so you head on in there with fleeting um, are you just walking in or... stupid there, I remember it are you just walking in? Uh, or are you stealthing in? You 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 would remember there are still you know uh, swarms of bats in that cave. Who knows what else since you've been gone? Uh, no, there's no need to be stealthy-ish. I mean, we'll I throw like a rock in to make sure that no bats are going to come out. We killed all the bigger things in there. You throw a rock in. Uh, it seems at least in. Um, it seems at least in uh, in the part of the cave that you're heading to that there doesn't seem to be any disturbance when you throw throw a rock. Nothing seems to stir. I'm going to ask Fleeting if he can thermatology his voice to tell whatever in there to fuck off. <laughs> of course. Fuck off! He thermatologies his voice. And just, oh, fuck off. And then you hear some squeaking in the background. Uh, it gets closer and closer and closer before you hear a rumble and a rush as swarms of bats fly straight past you guys because you're in the, the right-hand tunnel and straight out of the cave. Uh, fleeting, obviously, moving over to where you are. Perfect. You're uh, welcome. Uh, let's go see him. Thank you, Fleeting. You did, you did that really, really well. Well done. I'm going to give him a going to take out like some, any type of biscuits or food I have and I'm going to give him a... he, did, he, he, he did well and he, he takes it and eats it um, before saying I'm a lance and points to his badge yes you are so are we mining then yes so head over to the mining point alright gonna try and mine some diamonds so uh so see, uh, so in this alcove, 
you can see the glimmer again of these gemstones in there um you've got your pickaxes which should help um all right so uh make a make an attack roll please now you're using the pickaxe so it's strength rather than dex but proficient i'll you you will say you're proficient with it okay so my strength is plus one so i can so plus four overall yep uh and you'll have advantage because fleeting's helping you ah fantastic ah that's worse uh um 18 18 you manage to dislodge some uh, gems. Uh, you get some amethyst and some quartz. But uh, put, put, getting that off of the wall, you uh, it reveals more of the of the much larger diamond that's uh, cemented in the wall. Yes, I really, really want to get the diamond. I'd like to focus around them. Okay. So, uh, so. Uh, yeah, so make one more with advantage, and we'll say that this co- this will be basically covering the next few hours of you mining to see what you get, okay? Yeah. 21. 21. All right. With the... Uh... It's very hard to get this diamond out. It is so embossed, kind of, you know, into the wall. It's obviously, you know, diamonds normally would be further in anyway but uh with your efforts concerted efforts through the next few hours in fact it takes you most of the day doing this mining but eventually you do get that diamond out the diamond on its own is worth a thousand gold pieces yeah the rest of the um the rest of the gems that you get combined uh to a you know for your day's work combined to a total of a 320 gold pieces. Oh, shit. I was expecting actual money. So, assorted gems, 320 gold pieces, and a thousand gold piece diamond. Cool. That's that's what you get, uh, the two of you. That yeah. is revivify worthy. That's a full day's worth of uh, of mining with your, your pickaxe. And by the end of the day, the pickaxe is worn down. It's like, it's going to need like repairing and uh, sharpening before it's used again. You also suffer a point of exhaustion, the, the pair of you for your day's work when we go to leave i'm gonna ask pleasing if he can use his thunderwave hammer on the entrance to block it off so that no one can come in and take the diamond while we're gone not while we're inside no 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 outside outside and i run out the cave okay And he, yeah, he comes out as well. He, he stops for a moment, then he comes out, um, and he climbs up on top of the, of the kind of the mouth of the cave, um, before thunder wave, and it just collapses down below him. In fact, whoa. okay, I didn't roll very well on his dexterity saving throw, so he falls down with the rubble underneath him and kind of rolls, and falls, collapses in a heap by you. Good job, fleeting, and I give him another. And this time you don't need to use detect thoughts because he says what he's thinking and he says, this is the best day ever. Cool. We're going to camp out and then we're going to be heading back to town. All that right. is our three days. That is your three days. So by the, by the end of all that, 
with your uh, now saddle because you you did get some uh, saddle for horsey and some saddle bags so you load up the saddle bags with your with your haul of diamonds and jewels um and yeah you guys head on back the next day it, it takes you the the last day or so see so that you arrive late in the evening and find that you've missed the uh the funeral and you're back with the others and uh, now we're going to cycle back forward again to uh to present day with the rest of you so uh so everyone you've been so you've <laughs> you've been uh you've been gathering your information uh you've now pulled your sources together what's your next move guys what are you planning to do before the meeting uh, human bait plan. Human bait plan, everyone. Sorry, uh, Sorry. say again? Gnome bait. We're going to use ah. the proprietor of the shop as gnome yeah, bait. That was, that was the plan, wasn't it? Oh, She's on. currently was in it, the shop. Was, there was the meet. It wasn't it going to the meeting? Uh, that's at night. We're still like middle of the day ish. Right. So we thought, we thought we'd try and. I thought you'd been to see Bell and then you'd left and bumped into Grunt, the bouncer. Yes, but oh, uh, that was on the way back to. That was just on the way back to grab fleeting because we were going to grab the party. To use her as human bait. Known bait. Sorry. Because <laughs> you and Mal are at the library. So me and me and Leo didn't want to do it just by ourselves. We wanted to make sure we had the whole party for the no oh, right, plan. Gotcha, okay. When do I get to burn the birds? There's this, you can see the uh, the glint of flame in her eyes. Maybe, maybe today we were going to head to the tower. Mm-hmm. Get get our gnome bait going on. Fine. Anyone? It sounds um, like a great plan, best friend. When do we know what time of day the other people who went missing went missing? I can't remember. You know when the when her brother, the the gnome Bantam, quickly went missing. That was at night. Just after, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, during uh, uh, late hours of the wake. Uh, as for the others, you could ask around see if anyone's gathered when they went missing if you want to but otherwise you don't really know at this point we've got a day to kill we might as well spend it in the park waiting for birds um well i mean okay uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right fine <laughs> okay um so are you guys going to go get Belle and explain the plan? Because you're in the market at the moment. She's in the shop. Yes. And on the way, I'm going to pull Malar aside. I'm going to say to him, I know you have some components for bringing people back from the dead. It has almost happened a couple of times. So, yeah. And I'm going to give him the thousand gold diamonds. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, that's my thing. You've stopped. I'm suing you. Trademarking. <laughs> Damn it, it was in the same oh, stream. Mm. We've seen it now. <laughs> Mr. Seth, this really is uh, far too generous. I, uh, 
I would need but a fraction of uh, a diamond, a fraction of this worth. I, uh, I, I uh, no, Mister, I, Mister Seth, you should take this and, and liquidate it yourself, and then uh, something maybe a third of the the size. I, 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 I appreciate the gesture, but uh, I, I, it really is quite a responsibility. So if I, uh, <laughs> break break it up and then revive two people. Uh, break a diamond, Mister Sephite. <clears throat> I, uh, I mean, I have, uh, I have some game in that department, but I am not. Diamonds are very difficult to. Well, I was way too slow to screen uh, grab that. That's very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on diamond con- control of re- reviving people if we go down. I don't. Do you, do you need the diamond to help with strokes? Are you okay? Oh, Mr. Seth, uh, would you be offended if I attempted to reduce this in size to smaller portions? No, if it helps, if it helps with bringing us back, if we die, go for it. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Seth. I, I, uh, I will be around for uh, plan gnome uh, uh, bait. But uh, I will. I, 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 this is more pressing right now. Uh, excuse me. And Malar peels off and goes in. Goes where? Sorry. Just into the market. He's trying to find somebody that might be able to. Uh, he can. He can exchange this one very large diamond for a number of smaller diamonds of it. Oh, okay. As, All right. As he leaves, I'm like, I shouldn't have given it early. Could have given him the other gems. Oh no, never mind. Um, uh, so you got? Do they work? I thought it was just diamonds. No, no, no. Only diamonds work for the spell. But I mean, if he's going to exchange it, you could have given him something that wasn't that was worth slightly less, and he could have exchanged it the same thing. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. You, you know, you wouldn't have known that. You wouldn't have known he was going to do that. So it's fine. Malar's uh, going to hand back a bunch of gold if he or diamonds. Don't worry. So, uh, the rest of you, are you going to, you're going to swing by bits and pieces, grab Bell, explain what's going on, while Malar's uh, figuring out, uh, bartering with diamonds and things? Go grab our bait. Okay. So you go, in, go into the shop, uh, with, assuming with you guys as well. Um, and uh, Bell, yeah, sort of eyes Seth straight away. Um, has a bit of soft sort of Seth, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> uh so, uh, Seth, what is the plan? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, oh, uh, hello, I am Bell. I am apparently now uh, one of your party uh, for a little, little while. Well, well, well. No, it's Bell. <laughs> well, 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 well. Bell, well. Bell, 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 bell? No, it's Bell quickly. <laughs> well, we'll call you Well, Bell, well. Um, and welcome to the tea. Well, what? What can you What can you do? Out of interest, I mean, obviously, sell amazing things, and um... of course, uh, although uh, my brother is more as the uh, the teller, um, but uh, I uh, have uh, I can go around uh, not being seen very well, uh, and uh, I have my own little tricks, as it were. And she uh, performs a minor illusion for you, um, just uh, makes a. Uh, and makes a uh, makes a box appear 
uh, about her person. In fact, uh, it's so big, this box, that it, it, you can't see her at all. Uh, we need you to do the exact opposite of that and be seen <laughs> by, by giant birds. Oh, I can do that as well. Uh, uh, hang on. And uh, she starts making sparks appear above her. Perfect. Let's let's go to the watchtower. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I will follow you then. Bell with the large box. Family <laughs> fancy uh, Before you leave um, the shop with her, uh, fleeting stops her. Um, could I? Could I buy some bread? Yes, of course. Um, and yeah, she she just hands him some bread. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm. It is part of the group now. You can have some bread. And fleeting takes the bread and follows you out. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that happened. On on the way, um, I just like to say to Brucon, if that's Brucon, in case the plan goes completely south and we fuck up and she gets taken, have this. And I'm going to give him the potion of flying. You're the fastest one. If you... If the bird is getting away, drink this, and it will let you fly after it. Don't just drink it, because it's really expensive, and I really want to sell it. But if it all goes south, and he and something starts taking Bell, drink this, and you'll be able to fly for an hour to chase and beat up the bird. Brookon looks at Seth, um, and then at the at the the potion, and then back across a couple of times. Uh, gives and, and then focuses on the potion. Uh, what, what is? It, uh, what are we looking at appearance-wise here? Is this? Is the? Is its container uh, transparent, translucent, tinted? What are we? Are we color? Uh, it's translucent. Uh, I think it's. Me- I think it's meant to have like uh, clouds and stuff appear in it or something. That's right. Yeah, like clouds. Clouds and, clou- clouds and feathers. Right. Okay. I thought. I thought you said clowns. No, not clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I heard clowns as well. I was like, no. Definitely why, not. Why I have a phobia, this, no. I, I this potion's clear liquid floats at the top of its container and has cloudy white impurities drifting right. in it. Okay, Brucon, yeah, Brucon kind of slowly inspects it and sort of cautiously, is it uh, stoppered with a cork? Yep. Uh, Brucon unstoppers it, gives it a little, uh, some, uh, savors the bouquet. What, what are we... Uh, <laughs> is it, does it have a detectable odor? Uh, make a perception check. John Burkow on this. Actually, I'll give you. Oh, that's uh, already a mega dated reference, isn't it? Are How you um, sorry? Are you, are you proficient in perception? Because if not, you can use brewer's supplies because you're you're proficient. Uh, players, not you? not proficient in perception, but yes, proficient with brewer's supplies. So yeah, wisdom. So so a wisdom check, but add proficiency for brewer's supplies. Oh. So, Supplies, mother. Yeah, Trucker. indeed. Supplies, mother. Supplies, mother trucker. Uh, oh, that was not a good roll. Eleven. Eleven. Um, it's not got a. It, it doesn't have a strong odor. Right. Maybe there's a, okay. a faint sort of. Uh, smoke, but other than that, it's hardly, hardly anything noteworthy about it. Oh, okay. Uh, Brucon stops it up again, um, stows it in his pack, turns to St- Seth and goes. Oh, well, that's uh, um, 
the the opportunities are boundless here. Um, I'll I'll do my best to be a, a good custodian of this uh, this magical liquid. Thank you very much. Please don't drink it unless <laughs> we need to, because it's really, really, really expensive, and I want to sell it. Oh, okay, special occasions sort of job. Uh, so I, I have you. Okay. Understood. As he starts walking away, he can just hear me whispering. Okay, so you guys are heading up towards the park, right? Uh, Malar, meanwhile, is uh, you're bartering the market. But, but, uh, so Malar, um, can you make a persuasion check because you're trying to, you know, find this is to try and help you gather who you can uh, sell this with or trade with, uh, who might have diamonds or similar items. Um. I'm going to burn my inspiration on this as well. Okay. So, roll with advantage. Um, no. Is Persuasion. that a good grumble or Persuasion, a bad yeah. Malar grumble? They're very similar. It's a nine. Nine. With a nine. Um, plenty of people want to take the diamond off your hands. Nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody in the market is a diamond or mining trader. Um, they suggest, they suggest. Well, mining is a sought-after trade, particularly in the kind of Cold War with Rachir. So your best bet is either to uh, is to speak with a representative of the Miners Guild, which would be based in Rundar, the capital. Or to uh, try your luck around uh, the mountainside, um, that's the Ratgurat or the Rachna Mountains, in one of the various mines that are stationed around there, you might be able to, yeah, you'll more likely find a trade there. Um, just for reference, Malar is putting that diamond somewhere exceptionally safe about this person, <laughs> like inside pocket of something somewhere. Um, just it probably jabs into him. Diamond mule. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I just picture Mala walking down the street holding a diamond bigger than his fist going, Oh, do you want this? Oh, do you want to buy this? <laughs> and just every thief in town now targets Mala. I've, I've got a better mental image for you on this one, James. Imagine uh, Mala coming out of a shop dressed as a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> With the diamond on the cane. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, hello there. Top of his quarterstaff has a diamond on it. Amazing. Hat Excellent. with a brim this wide, made entirely <laughs> of purple fur. Ah. Yes. yes. So much more positive. I was imagining Malar trying to hide this thing and going to the watch scene from. Um, That's where uh, I was going to. Yeah. Mm, not pretty. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> he goes to great lengths to hide this diamond, very large diamond, from view uh, before meeting with the rest of you. Now, um, uh, so Family Fantasy RPG has just said, I'm really hoping Leobrin's HP in D&D Beyond is wrong. Well, uh, no, Family no. Fantasy... Oh, sorry, it's his no. first time for Family Fantasy RPG. No, it's not, um, because minus constitution and rolling <laughs> hit points every level. He genuinely has that many. He yeah. is the glassiest of glass yeah. cannons. The highest, oh, the highest I believe. Than him. I believe the highest you've rolled for actual legit HP improvements is two. I think so. Yeah, I'll have to check. It's either two or three. I think it might be in a three that then got put down to a two yeah. because obviously minus constitution. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other end is wishy. The other end is exceedingly fragile. <laughs> I heard that oh, the song uh, "Living on a Prayer" uh, by Bon Jovi <laughs> was actually about the Oberyn. Being that squishy, you have taken more damage from a ceiling than from any enemy we've it's encountered. True, we've done an extremely good job of insulating the Oberyn. Yeah, he's been standing in a safe place, only having ceilings to fall on him. So you know, highest highest roll is a three that was knocked down to a two because I. None of my rolls can have been a, a, an, basically, yeah. The amount of hedge points to add has been like one, 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 two, or yeah, one, 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 two. It can only go up. Uh, we'll see. You, you can get one, a, one shot by like a CR one. Well, yeah. True story. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Maybe he will. Crip from who, a who crip from a wolf. Crip from a wolf would kill me. There's been a few things we've gone. Yep, that would kill the Oberyn. No, that would kill the Oberyn. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> no, CR one creep. Wait. No, yes, yeah, one creatures would. Yeah, good times. Anyway, continue anyway, on with the game. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, um, so explain to me, guys, what your plan is with um, uh, Gnome Bait. Where, where are you positioning her? Where are you guys going to be? Ooh. What's the layout? I thought we could commandeer that tower, and one of uh, one of us got top to keep an eye out. And I'm going to say because I can do this now, and I'm going to run really far away, and then I'm going to point. At one person, I don't care who's uh, Leo, and I'm gonna say, Leo, you're the only one that can hear this. Please use message. Yes. Yes, I can. Good. And for the, you. And the others now just think he's talking to himself. No, I think I respond in a whisper as well. Yeah, that's how it works exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, that'd I be really awkward. Mala, <laughs> and then I point to Mala and be like. Now only you can hear this message. <laughs> then I point to Brucon. Now you can only hear this message. Mr. Brucon, Seth, Brucon, what have you pulls done here? The, Brucon pulls the potion of flying back out, unstoppers it again, and gives it a ring. No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then looks around and goes, Guys, Seth, triple, triple, triple run back, making, triple run back. This potion's giving me psychic powers. This is amazing. It's, it's supposed to be a potion flying. Incredible. No, I can cast a message now. So if I go up the top of the tower, I don't need to scream at you to let you know oh. that a giant bird is coming. Oh, I see. Okay. How? Yeah. Yeah. Brookon takes another. Brookon takes another sniff just to be sure. <laughs> it's not one of you. Why? Why? What's? I mean, he's not drinking it. He's not drinking yeah. it. He's just, he's just inhaling the fumes. Oh my god! I. I I have. I, I think I've still got some beer. I passed that to him. Sniff this instead. He's, he's getting high, but not flying. Neris is just looking witheringly at Seth, and then <laughs> when you draw eyes with her, she says, "Message me unless it's an emergency, and I will burn your retinas." God, that's eerily Marta. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Neris, not Marta, to be clear. No, no, James means Marta. No, no. <laughs> she never threatened to burn my retinas. I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if we come and do that tower and, like, maybe me and Brucon be at the top of the tower or something, everyone else hides around and Belle is super obvious about her location. Uh, sure. Um, I can stand here in the open uh, and uh, 
the others uh, can there are plenty of bushes around and things that they can hide in there's not a problem and fleeting just kind of nods and yeah they so you, you guys can move into hiding um so who's going up the tower sorry yeah, Seth, Seth uh, seems the obvious choice because he's he's by, got by far the best shot at uh, successfully concealing himself up there. Okay, you know, good. But sneaky roguelike. Sneaky, sneaky. So you get sneaky, get up sneaky. to the top of the tower. Um, Steph, do you want to make a uh, stealth check? Actually, no, no. Hi. Scratch that. We'll uh, actually, given the time, uh, scratch that there. We'll pick that up next time. But when you get to the top of the tower, Seth, you observe down below um everyone's taking up their positions and you notice fleeting look has pulled out his bread and is tearing off pieces and throwing it on the ground why love that guy why do you think <laughs> why would you check bread oh on the ground oh my god it's for a bird <laughs> <laughs> dan come back soon please <laughs> that was in honor of you <laughs> Uh, let's call let's call uh, it for today uh, there as you guys are getting in position. Sorry, sorry, yeah, right, go ahead. fitting tribute. I feel it's oh, what he would have. Yeah. It's what he would have wanted. It's what he would have wanted. Got his giant capybara and some bread. He's having a lovely time, uh, and he's no longer a werewolf. Not that you guys know that, but um, Seth knows that. Uh, so that's I good. Can't All right, so... I didn't put that bread stuff together. <laughs> I wouldn't say long form uh, comedy, but certainly there was the, yeah, mid form. You know, yeah, there was a little bit of a, mm. a, of, a uh, of a delay on that one. But anyway, um, let's call it there. So you guys are getting in position. We'll pick it up from here next time as you guys are ready for your ambush. Um, uh, and to, yeah, that that'll be it for this week. We'll be back same time next week. That's six p.m. here on the channel. Six p.m. on Monday. But we'll be back before then, or at least I will on Friday uh, for a long overdue campaign diary. That's at 5 p.m. on Friday, uh, where I'll be wrapping up everything that's gone on in the last four sessions. It's so quite a lot of ground to cover, um, including the downtime stuff that these guys have been up to now that we've finally got everyone's downtime covered. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Family Fantasy RPG, who's just started following us here. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and if you're not already and want to catch up on the uh, the campaign, if you're new to it, come uh, check out our YouTube channel. Got every single uh, episode from the very beginning, uh, all in one very neat playlist, along with lots of other material too. There's a link to it on our Twitch page. Just go down and find it. Anyway, thank you guys for playing. Thank you at home for watching and joining in the chat. And until next time, guys, everyone, look after each other, stay healthy, and stay safe. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. You can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash slice and d6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at slice and d6. Until next time, stay safe.